G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. The Bible talks about the land of blessing. Where is that? How do we get there? Is it really for us? Does God want to bless me? Good questions. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and thank you so much for joining me again on Christianity Works. Today we're going to get really practical about what it truly means to receive the blessing of God. So let's head into God's Word and please do stay tuned because in just a few minutes I'll be telling you how you can receive Christianity Works free daily devotional. It's called Fresh and it's all about helping you to be all that God made you to be. It is great to be with you again this week, and this is the last program in a four-part series that I've called Blessed to Be a Blessing. We've been talking about God's blessing over the last few weeks, and it's easy when you talk about the blessing of God to get it out of balance. My generation, the baby boomers, were called the me generation. And it's easy for my generation, and I guess just about every generation, To think about God's blessing and then we think, ah, that's about filling me up so that I'm happy and I'm fulfilled and I'm full. And over the last few weeks, we've been looking throughout the Bible from the beginning to the end. That's what we have to do when we look at God's blessing. We need to look at the whole counsel of God. Because if we just take one verse and we create a doctrine of blessing out of that, It's so easy in our context to get that out of whack. Do you know what I mean? To take it to an extreme. Do I think that God is a God of abundant blessing? Absolutely. Jesus said the thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. But I have come that you may have life and have it in abundance. Now we can take that because we're brought up in the me generation and and we're brought up in, in materialism and we can immediately reduce that down to a material blessing. After all, that's what the advertising industry tells us we should do. I've said it over the last few weeks on the program, and I'll say it again today. I spent the greater part of my life trying to feel satisfied with stuff, things and experiences and cars and houses, and it doesn't work. When I look at the whole counsel of God, which is what we've been doing over these last few weeks on Christianity Works, what I discover is that we are blessed in order to be a blessing. The pictures throughout the scripture make it clear over and over again. Jesus said, give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure that you use in your giving... It will be measured to you. In other words, blessing comes in from God and goes out again to others. In and out. In and out. In and out. Over and over again. It's like breathing. God's blessing is in and out. In 
and out. A blessing isn't a blessing unless it flows. You know, unless it flows in from God and then out through us to other people. When Jesus met the Samaritan woman at the well, this is what happened. The Samaritan woman said to him, You're a Jew, and I'm a Samaritan woman. How can you possibly ask me for a drink? Because Jews didn't associate with Samaritans. And Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked me, and I would have given you living water. Those words, living water, literally mean water that is flowing. You see, when water stops flowing, it becomes stagnant, it becomes dead. We talked last week about the Dead Sea. And the Dead Sea is a huge body of water where all the rivers flow in and none of the rivers flow out. And it's dead because it's so salty, nothing can live in it. I have a disease called glaucoma in my eyes. And what happens is the fluid flows in, but the outlet is clogged. And so the pressure builds, and ultimately, if it's not treated, you end up going blind. The Bible says that faith without works is dead. In other words, if we expect everything to flow in and for us to be filled, and that's it, it's not going to work. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says this, Don't let the world squeeze you into its mould, but instead be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is the good and pleasing and perfect will of God for you. The world's mould is what the advertising industry tells us it is. The world's mould says, consume and you will be happy. It's a mantra that you see over and over again. So we just end up taking it for granted. We just end up believing that stuff. And in stark contrast, Jesus says, take up your cross and follow me. If any man would save his life, he will lose it. But if you lose your life for my sake, you will find it. You see, Jesus is saying the exact opposite. Get it? Let's open our hearts and our minds to that. It's a beautiful paradox, but it's a paradox that we all know to be true. If any man would save his life, he will lose it. In other words, if we think it's all about us, saving our lives, filling our lives, getting gratification and pleasure, it won't work. We'll lose it. But if we lose our lives for his sake, we'll find them. And that means giving away God's blessing. Being prepared to lay it all down, everything we have, everything we are, all our hopes, all our dreams, saying, God, they're in your hands. I'm just a steward. Even my gifts and abilities, I am just a steward. Now you use them, Lord, for your glory. And when we give away God's blessings, then and only then do we discover what blessing is all about, in and out, in and out. We want the in bit, but we often don't want the out bit. Today, my prayer is that we will be transformed by the renewing of our minds as we look at what the Bible says about God's blessing over and over again. The truth is this, a blessing isn't a blessing unless it flows out to someone else. God has blessed you and me with his son, Jesus Christ, with his presence in us, with his love and his mercy and his forgiveness so that we can shine that light into a hurting world so that we can be salt, so that we can be a blessing, so that we can bear fruit. We are blessed to be a blessing. And the paradox is that the more we try and hold on to it, the more we try and keep it to ourselves, the more we say, I'm right, Jack. 
it ends up not being a blessing at all. In a moment, we're going to look at a passage from Hebrews chapter 6. So if you have a Bible, grab it and open it up there. It talks about the land of God's blessing. I don't know about you, but I want to live in that land. Well, if we want to live out God's blessing, we have to do it his way, in and out. We'll look at that when we come back in a moment. I'm Bernie Diamond, and you're listening to Christianity Works. As we take this short break, I'd like to tell you about a free daily resource that I'd love to send you to help you draw even closer to God. It's called Fresh, a short daily devotional with a powerful scripture verse and some words of inspiration, hope and encouragement delivered right to the inbox on your smartphone, tablet or computer each and every day. Or if you prefer, you can now receive a printed version delivered right to your letterbox. It's completely free. To get instant access either to the digital or the printed version of Fresh, stop by our mobile-friendly website, ChristianityWorks.com, and you'll see that Fresh devotional sign-up right there at the top of the homepage. Or, if you prefer, give us a call toll-free on 1300 722 415 to request the printed Fresh devotional. It's completely up to you. Again, that's online at ChristianityWorks.com or toll-free on 1300 722 415. So go ahead, sign up to receive Fresh, and may your heart be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through His Word. So if you yearn to experience for yourself, to taste for yourself, to drink in for yourself the blessings of God, then this next bit is for you. The scripture that we're about to look at, I have no doubt, will be used of the Holy Spirit to fill you with his blessing. So you ready? Let's do it. The writer of the book of Hebrews paints a beautiful picture of God's blessing when he talks about how rain falls on the ground. Let's have a look. It's in Hebrews chapter 6, verses 7 and 8. Land that drinks in the rain often falling on it, and that produces a crop useful to those for whom it is farmed, receives the blessing. But land that produces thorns and thistles is worthless and is in danger of being cursed. In the end, it will be burned. I love this. Land that drinks in the rain that often falls on it. Where I live, we've been going through one of the worst droughts on record. Parched, dry, red soil. Crops are down by 60%. And our lives are like that until we receive Jesus. And when his spirit rains down on us and over us over and over again with living water, then we have life. The land that drinks in the rain, often falling on it, and that produces a crop useful to those for whom it is farmed, receives the blessing of God. Isn't that wonderful? Rain that often falls on us. We drink in God, his word and his spirit, and we spend time in his presence. It's a beautiful thing. It's a blessing. It's life itself. But anything to do with life has a natural flow, a cycle, a consequence. And what does this scripture say that that consequence is? Land that drinks in the rain, often falling on it, and that, here it is, produces a crop useful to those for whom it is farmed, receives the blessing of God. Get it? We're supposed to produce a crop, fruit, a harvest. For whom? For us? No, that's not what it says. 
a crop that is useful to those for whom it is farmed. See the picture? The rain falls down, the presence of God, the word of God, the spirit of God falls down into our lives. And the natural consequence of that is that we produce a crop, a harvest, something that is useful for other people, for whom God has farmed it in us and through us. You spend time drinking in God's word and he fills us with his blessing. You spend time drinking in God's spirit and he fills us with his blessing. That's how it starts. God always blesses us first. We don't produce fruit and then earn God's favour. No, no. God blesses us first. And then somehow his presence and his spirit and his word enliven the gifts that he's put into us and they grow into a harvest. I was sitting last year with a man, a wealthy businessman who'd made a lot of money and sold his business. Now I guess he's in his late 50s or early 60s. He has a substantial fortune. You know what he does now full time? He works with ministries to help them and fund them for God's glory. That's his gift. What's yours? Maybe not some great fortune. Another friend of mine spent a lifetime as a minister in the Anglican Church. He's now semi-retired. He's moved to an area where there's lots of dysfunctional people and families. His gift is to be a counsellor. And so he does that. He counsels families and and husbands and wives and, and all sorts of people. Now, the things that he goes through, the cases that he deals with, would make your toes curl. But it's his gift. What's yours? The natural cycle of blessing is in and out. Blessing in, blessing out. The land that drinks in the rain, often falling on it, and that produces a crop useful to those for whom it is farmed, receives the blessing of God. See, when it's produced the crop, then it receives the blessing of God. The land of God's blessing. When you and I exercise our gifts, when we allow God to enliven them, to produce a crop useful to those for whom it has been farmed, We receive the blessing of God. You get it? This is awesome. Often when people call us or write to us after a program, they say, Bernie sounds so passionate. You know why? Because I'm living a transformed life. I'm living a life of God's blessing. Just about every morning I spend time with God. I did it this morning in the cool of the morning, resting in his presence, the word of God open. I have my own devotional reading, apart from what I do in these programs. I've just finished the book of Judges, just working my way through the book of Ruth in the Old Testament. Man, that is blessing in. And I've figured out my gift. My gift is doing what I'm doing right now. It's how God wired me. And you know something? I'm having a ball. The six-figure salary that I had in my secular consulting life, it was hard to leave behind. It was hard to make a decision to change. But since... I did that. God's blessing, his joy and his peace, and even his material blessing hasn't stopped chasing me down the street. I have a deep satisfaction at producing a crop that's useful for you. And when I see lives of people being transformed by the word of God because the Holy Spirit has enlivened my gifts, guess what? I'm blessed. We are blessed to be a blessing. And when that harvest grows and we let it flow through us, that is such an awesome thing. And, you know, then when God comes along with the the little other blessings that only he can figure out for us, some of them material, some of them emotional, some of them relationships, they all come along behind. When we let him rain down on us, 
and the crop flows out through us. See what God's word says? Land that drinks in the rain, often falling on it, that produces a crop useful to those for whom it is farmed, receives the blessing of God. But sometimes, sometimes people come against us. They want to oppose us. It's like they want to rob us of God's blessing. Then what? Well, we'll look at that in just a moment. Bernie Diamond, and you're listening to Christianity Works. I just want to take a moment during this short break to share something truly important with you. In a world where success seems to be the holy grail, it's easy to get the wrong idea, I mean completely the wrong idea, about God's blessing. Being blessed, sure, that's great, but letting God's blessing flow through us is about a million times better. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of our latest life application booklet. It's called Blessed to Be a Blessing, and it's full of life-changing practical Bible teaching to help you experience the joy of receiving and giving the blessings of God. In fact, at the end of each chapter, you'll find a series of life application questions to help you kind of think through and apply God's Word right into the realities of your life. To request your copy, stop by our mobile-friendly website, ChristianityWorks.com, or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415, and I'll send your free booklet straight out to you in the post. But this is the very last week that this particular booklet will be available, so don't miss out. Again, that's online at ChristianityWorks.com, or toll-free on 1-300-722-415. Okay, let's head into the final stretch because there's one more scripture, a powerful word from God that I want to share with you today. We can't talk about God's blessing flowing through us without talking about those people in our lives who seem to, they want to interrupt the flow, to rob us of the blessing You know, we want to do the right thing. We want to be a blessing. And somehow, they just want to spoil it. I wonder, do you know anyone like that in your life? I sure do in mine. Here's the truth. God's blessing is from God. And he doesn't want us to let other people ruin the blessing in our lives and the crop that he wants to harvest through our lives in other people. So his word contains specific guidance about how to do that, about how not to let other people rob us of the blessing of God. Are you ready? Open your Bible if you have one and go right towards the end of the Bible, 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 9 to 15. This is what it says. Here's the specific advice of God. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult, but with blessing, because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. For whoever would love life and see good days must keep his tongue from evil and his lips from deceitful speech. He must turn from evil and do good. He must seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is turned against those who do evil. Who is going to harm you if you're eager to do good? But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. This is the hard bit, because we want the blessing to flow in, and we don't mind the theory of it flowing out, but sometimes we don't like the out bit so much. 
We want it to come in, but out is hard. And you and I have been blessed to be a blessing. We have been called to a life of blessing here and now and eternally. And people come along with evil. And you know what our natural response is? We want to give up the blessing. We want to curse them. We want to have a go at them. We want to get our just desert. We, we just want them to pay when they hurl evil at us or insult at us. What does God want us to do? Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult, but with blessing, because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. That is so incredibly radical. That is so incredibly Jesus. It turns everything upside down. It says, you know something, when they do evil to you, when they insult you, when they curse you, don't give it back to them like that. Instead, sow blessing into that relationship. Sow blessing into that life. Do you love life? Do you want to see good days? Then just do good in the face of evil. When every fibre of your flesh is screaming at you, curse them. Listen to the Holy Spirit and bless them. Actively turn away from evil and do good in the face of evil. Seek peace and pursue it. Take up your cross because blessing involves sacrifice. This is such a radical departure from the world's ways. And and why should we do it? Well, Peter tells us, because the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. And you know, even when we suffer, God's blessing is upon us. Who is going to harm you if you're eager to do good? But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. We want to believe some days that we're victims. We want to believe that when we're trying to do good and someone comes along and stabs us in the back and and hurts us or, or disappoints us or rejects us, we think we have a right to pay them back. But here is the message of Jesus Christ for you. If you want to live in the land of God's blessing, if you want God's blessing to flow through you, then when they curse you, bless them. When they insult you, bless them. When they do evil to you, bless them. I'm not saying this is easy. It isn't. We all want to punish people who do wrong to us. But God doesn't punish us when we do wrong for him. No. God blesses us by sending his son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross to pay for your sin and for mine. That's God's way. And as a result of what Jesus did on the cross for us, his blessing flows into our lives. The Bible says, be imitators of God. Let's be imitators of God. Don't let other people rob you of God's blessing. Don't let other people ruin your life. This is powerful stuff. Do you love life? Do you want to see good days? Then don't be conformed to the world's mould. Don't get revenge, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you are able to discern the good and perfect and wonderful will of God for you. Listen to me. You are blessed to be a blessing. And when we let the reign of the Spirit 
and the rain of the word pour down into our lives, God naturally grows a harvest. It's a harvest of peace and joy and goodness and love and self-control. It's a fruit that grows for other people. And when we let that fruit grow uninterrupted, even when the storms come, even when the locusts come, even when the pests and the plagues come, when we let that crop grow in our lives, no matter what it costs us, no matter how much it hurts, God's word says we are blessed. God's blessing is a radical blessing. It flows into our lives. It flows out of our lives. And I want to encourage you today to seek after God's blessing. Don't let anyone stand in the way of that. God has a plan. It's more powerful than anything else in the universe. And he showed it to us through the cross of Christ. You and I are blessed to be a blessing. That is an awesome plan. And when we live that out, the in and the out, the in and the out, the in and the out, then we are blessed indeed. God bless you. Well, that's pretty much all we have time for today. But before I go, there's something really important that I need to share with you. This program, Christianity Works, is encouraging so many people in over 160 countries not just to receive and experience the incredible blessings that they already have in Jesus Christ, but to share them around to make this a better world for God's glory. Amen. But that's only possible through the generous support of friends like you. And in fact, each dollar that you give toward the Ministry of Christianity Works today will help reach almost three thousand people with a gospel message. So a gift of, say, $35 can touch over 100,000 people with the good news of Jesus Christ. That's amazing. So let me encourage you to give a generous tax-deductible gift to Christianity Works today. You can do that right now securely online by visiting our mobile-friendly website, ChristianityWorks.com, or by calling 1-300-722-415. Again, that's online at ChristianityWorks.com or toll-free on 1-300-722-415. Hey, thank you so much for your support and for joining me today. I'm Bernie Diamond, and I'll catch you again same time next week with another message of God's love, God's grace, and God's power for each one of us in Jesus Christ. taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.